Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Snow Nation. This morning, let's talk about political parties. So, what inspired this? Um, there's just been there's been a lot of chatter about the uh, this Patriot Party, and um, it was something that was loosely discussed um, summer of last year into the fall, um, and then after the the fiasco that was the um, the conclusion of the presidential selection, presidential election, I'm sorry, of 2020, um, after November, then it became a big talking point. So many people were going on and on about how, you know, we, we need to start another, you know, an, a new party and, and the head of this new party needs to be um, the last POTUS, uh, President Donald J. Trump. And of course, so many people were so enraged at how disastrous um, the, the election was for a lot of reasons, many of them warranted um, that it, there was this knee jerk reaction. And um, unfortunately, th- those knee jerk reactions don't always lead to something productive or meaningful. Um, but I can but I get it. So first it was just loose talk. Um, but then uh, let's see, January the 25th, um, there was a FEC form filed for this this Patriot Party, um, and FEC is the uh, Federal Election Commission. So it's gaining traction. Like this is something this um, this is something that's really going to materialize, um, and it, it has its um, its imagery. There were a lot of examples that were thrown out there. I believe the popular one is the um, it's like a, a blue lion or a red lion um, in, a, in a white background, um, and then some people even dubbed it. Um, the, the Patriot Party, and then they have MAGA in there, Make America Great Again, which is a great slogan. I mean, it was great when um, when Ronald Reagan threw it out there and the whole America First uh, uh, position. So it, it's something that, that is popular. It is relevant. You know, I, I like the slogan, honestly, but it is a slogan. So, you know, t- take that <laughs> for what it's worth. So it's materializing and people are getting excited about it. And I, I honestly think that it's just not, um, it'll feel good in the moment, but it's not going to really amount to any actual change. And when you look at the way our um, election system is structured, um, when you look at uh, campaign finance, all that kind of stuff, you know, I believe the issue is with the, the system itself. And if you go back to the roots, I mean, that that very the very first collision of the, the two party paradigm uh, came about from the, the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. And uh, this is uh, this was after the ratification of the Constitution of 1787. And you had the Federalists um, who were led by Alexander uh, Hamilton. And it was centered on uh, big government, centralized power. Um, very, very big brother-esque. And then you had the Anti-Federalists, which were led by Thomas Jefferson, which was focused on uh, decentralization of power and states' rights. And we seem to have been going in in this circle where no matter how many parties, and we've had dozens of just random parties that have popped up over the years of uh, some that were, you know, socialists and and communists and capitalists and... (laughs) I mean, all across the spectrum, 
Um, but there always seems to be this clash between, you know, big government, small government, uh, heavy regulations like regulations that, that are deregulations, that, that sort of thing. Um, so it's, it's just a circle, this, this cycle that continues. And a lot of these parties of the past that came and went, it was kind of the same thing. Um, someone won that a group of people didn't like. So then the knee-jerk reaction, you know, we have to fight this. So, you know, we need to create another party. And, I mean, money drives this stuff. So what do you think happens with these new parties? It's almost like um, a big tech today where so many of these companies, your, your, your Apples, your, your, your Googles, your Facebooks, you know, they become so big that when a competitor rises up, if they have the chance of being a potential threat in the future, um, the larger entities gobble them up and and buy them out and either just let them wither away and die or they take any good aspects, uh, any good uh, attributes and they take those away and they make it a part of their organization and then they let it wither away, you know. So we saw even the 2020 election, the money. So it's estimated that the 2020 election, total, total price tag, $14 billion. Um, the election of 2016 and 2012, $6 billion. 2008, $5 billion. So we've been on this, uh, this upward trend um, over the past uh, 10 plus years where big, big money is dominating. You know, that, that's why we have the, these mega corporations dumping so much money. Um, into these different campaigns and not just sticking to just one side, you know, because the, the Coca-Cola's, the Pepsi's and the, you know, all, the, the Apple and all, like all these major corporations, you know, the Amazon and, you know, the, the money spreads pretty far and wide and it crosses party lines. So this idea that creating a new uh, quote unquote new political party is going to fare different from all the others dozens over the past hundred plus years you know I, I can't help but to be a bit of a skeptic you know because I, I get it I get where your heart's at and all, all the energy but you know if the issue is the the institution itself and the inner workings then creating a new piece or a new component that operates within that same broken system uh i just don't see that fundamentally changing anything for the better if that makes sense you know but I, but i get it i re i really do but it's just the wrong approach so then you know the question is wh what's the right approach well we know whether we want to admit it or not we know what the uh the core issue is with our political system. I mean, there are a lot of small issues, but you know, I believe the biggest problem is the um, the interconnected tissues between big business and big government. And w what we've turned into over the past few decades is, you know, you can call it a uh, a plutonomy, you can call it uh, a totalitarian oligarchy, you know, or whatever. Um, all those things come pretty close to explaining what we've developed into. So you have so much money 
going into all these different campaigns, which is why these price tags are so high for these elections, just billions and billions of dollars for presidential elections, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, for um, for campaigns, for Senate seats and and things of that nature. So so there's a huge amount of money being funneled through there. So what do you think will happen with this uh, Patriot Party? You know, once again, I, I get it, but. I see it being something, just another little bump in the road where, you know, the aspects of it that work will get sucked into one of the other prominent parties and then it'll fade away into obscurity. And if it does thrive, it'll hang by a thread and it won't produce any viable candidates at the local, state or federal level. Because we're still not dealing with court issues. We're still not trying to fundamentally change the the infrastructure, you know, of our uh, electoral system. And first, big money has to be pulled out of the equation in order for it to be the system to be returned to the people. Because I, I'm just some guy. So me casting a vote for someone, you know, are they going to be loyal to me because I voted for them? Or they're going to be loyal to, you know, the... Koch brothers or something that, that gave them, you know, $1.8 million, you know, for their campaign or giving it, providing them with guaranteed funding for their reelection campaign. Who are they going to actually be loyal to? Who are they going to be holding, beholden to? I mean, certainly not to, uh, not to me, you know, they'll, they'll put on a show, which we've seen plenty of that where politicians put on a show. They give a list of all these, uh, ca campaign promises and all these things they're going to do. And then, of course, once they get elected, they they kind of do certain some of it. Um, but for the most part, no, they shy away from it. We get fed all of our distractions and then they just move on until it's time for the next election cycle. And right now it's 2021. So give it another year and we'll be right back into the same cycle of heavy distractions um, with more social unrest and social justice and racial justice and all that craziness. You know, so the system itself is incredibly broken, incredibly flawed, and does not belong to the people, in my opinion. And first, the first step should be trying to pry the hands of corporate America, get just pull that their grip off of it and return it to us. You know, it's the same thing when people go on and on about the uh, presidential election. And there's so much focus on it. And I, I understand because it's it's shoved down our throats that that is the most important thing every couple of years. But at the same time, we have Congress we have people sitting in these congressional seats for decades, impacting the lives of hundreds of millions of people. And we don't really put much focus on them. I mean, over 50% of members of Congress are, are millionaires, some multimillionaires. You have some that are really high up the list, like the, the Nancy Pelosi's, that sort of thing. But they're doing very well. And how can that be? You know, I mean, why isn't there a focus on that? How someone who's making 120K a year, 140K a year, you know, uh, over 10 years, uh, you know, now amass this huge, um, this, this huge surplus of money and no one cares to want to know why or, or is there a conflict of interest? And we've seen plenty, plenty of that. But then we fed our distractions. And then we just sort of forget about it and then we move on. 
and you want to create a new party that operates within that same diseased, decaying, decrepit, broken system. You know, I, I just, I don't think it's going to work out well for you. And the way things have been polarized and, and, and activated in, uh, especially last year with uh, just, just, it's just been so visceral and the anger that exists on, on both sides of our current, uh, our current two, uh, two party system, essentially has created some, some very, uh, some very sad moments. I mean, just a lot of just infighting and a lot of chaos and, and mayhem and, you know, and it makes me think back to, um, what happened in, uh, Columbia in the late 1940s into the 1950s. And, uh, it was known as, uh, the violence or La Valencia. And it was just this widespread political violence and civil war. And it just ravaged uh, that entire country. And there was this clash between a, a liberal uh, resistance and then there was also a, uh, a conservative side. And then there was a clash between their, their military and local police and, you know, private citizens, farmers, that sort of thing. Um, and the, the death toll, I mean, 1948 to 19, uh, 1958, um, over 200,000 people. I mean, and, and that's the low estimate. Now, going from all the way from 1948 to the mid-1960s, it's believed to be uh, closer to 300,000 or more. And it all started with just a this turn to political, politically motivated violence. And people had their, their sides they stood close on. And in this particular situation, I mean, it, there are so many similarities to our current uh, trajectory, so many parallels that it's it's scary, and we've seen it. Especially last year, we've had you know uh, someone who was a Trump reporter, tr uh, Trump supporter, who got shot. You know, and then you have someone on the other side who's like assaulted and beat up or something like that, and that's becoming um, all too common, which which is a sad state of affairs. But that seems to be where we're going where there's this um, cult-like following with some of these political parties. I'm not saying everyone. Some people are passionate. Some are fanatical. Some are just the, those fanatics that go above and beyond, and uh, those tend to be the individuals that are a bit unstable and, and a bit a bit dangerous, if I, if I may say. So to create some new, new piece, thinking that it's going to be different or better, or the, the, this Patriot Party is going to just fundamentally change everything for the better. I'm sorry, I just, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, but we have this faith in uh, in politics and in our politicians. Like their uh, political saviors is uh, one way that I, I like to put it. And I've even heard people use the term savior when talking about especially the 2020 election. There were people that made statements about uh, President Trump who, you know, for the record, I, I supported. Um, he didn't get my vote initially. I actually voted Libertarian in 2016. But seeing the things that he's done and how it triggered, or I'll say emotionally activated, so many people to start to care more about politics, you know, for that reason alone, I felt was more than enough 
of a reason to um, support his reelection. If anything, it, it'll activate a lot of people, get more people energized and caring about how they're governed um, and care more about how big business is tied to um, big government. So, hey, you know, hey, here's here's my vote. But there were some people that even used the term savior. You know, we need a savior and, you know, he's our savior and savior this, savior that. And it, it's just something I always found fascinating how you can have 330 million people you know, wanting to lean on a few thousand politicians, most of them are bought and paid for by the corrupt corporations. And you're going to lean on those people to protect you from a few dozen corrupt corporations that own the corrupt politicians. And you think that's going to work out in your favor. I mean, and, and we're shocked at how little has changed um, over the years, over the past few decades, how the same circles seem to be doing quite well, even during the the pandemic. I mean, we had um, a handful of billionaires um, pull in over a trillion dollars in, in revenue during this this whole scenario. With protections. With compliance. And you really think creating this uh, the Patriot Party, which sounds nice. And has great symbolism. And you think it being led by our our last POTUS, you know, that that's going to make a difference in this party is going to fundamentally change the, the entire institution, the entire um, electoral system. I, I get it. It's OK to be hopeful. Um, but that hopefulness, it has to be grounded in, um, in reality. There has to be some realism in there. Um, so, Hey, if you're, if you're for it and you think this is the way forward, it's the our only chance, our only hope, the Patriot party, you know, Hey, go for it. You know, of course I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you know, I would recommend exercising a little bit of skepticism, um, a little bit of caution, and, you know, you may not want to just start donating a whole bunch of money, you know, but that's just my take. Um, just some thoughts I had uh, just with uh, a lot of people talking about the Patriot Party. And, you know, I had to do some research. I heard Luce talk about it. Um, but when I saw they actually filed that FEC form, you know, making it more official, it's like, oh, this might materialize. So I, I thought it was worth talking about and all that. But, I, I, but I'd love to hear what, what the audience thinks about uh, the way forward with our political parties, just what some of your thoughts are, you know, even if you disagree with me, please, you know, as long as your uh, your, your criticisms and, and, and discussion is civil um, and, and it's constructed, constructive, then, you know, hey, I, I appreciate it. So please feel free to leave me a message on uh, the Anchor app or send me a review over at uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm also posting these uh, these audio feeds, these audio clips on uh, my YouTube channel, also Snell Nation. I also can be found on Twitter. Um, so please feel free to, to look me up. Give me your feedback. It'll help um, just as I move forward with structuring um, this podcast in the format. And if there's any particular person you'd like for me to get on, please, uh, please let me know. Or um, if you have some comments on what next topic uh, you think we should dive into, I'm more than happy to, to listen in. So thanks a lot. Snell Nation out.